Mussolini, miei fratelli, bella Italia, magri spaghetti. This is uh, this is Little Wars. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is Little Wars. Real, uh, real pretending you're Europeans LARPing hour. Uh, I'm your host Mongoose. This is with me today. Today, riding in the uh, passenger seat, riding in the uh, riding in the radio man's chair of my wonderfully made mountain fighting Italian tankette is my wonderful buddy here, Jack. Jack, how you doing? Yo, buddy, you still alive? Good morning, Mr. Kikimura. I am I am perfectly fine, very, very rested from my from my vacation away. Uh not not been told what to think yet by our good friends over at FTN, but uh yeah. Charged up and ready to go. Yes. I uh I have been out and about in the past week, been doing things, been running a game, been on Twitter, talking with people, I've been Giving my woke tank fighting takes to uh, Nick Mason of Myth of the 20th Century. Uh, so apparently I am not the dumbest person around because the biggest brained people listen to me, allegedly. Or at least value my opinion on one or two things. So uh, that puts me slightly above maybe like, I don't know, who would you say the dumbest person you know on the internet is? That's probably I'm like one or two points above that. That's that's what we're gonna say. I'll leave that well, up mean, to the listener I mean, to decide who the dumbest person they know is, though. I mean, if we're if we're following internet memes, probably Andy Worski, Andy quote uh, quote race unquote Worski. But uh, I, I'm gonna but, say Worski's like he got 110 on his IQ score. He does strike me yeah. as like a as like kind of like a average kind of dude who's just smokes a lot of dope, and he's got a stutter. I don't think yeah, any of those absolutely. things help him in the appearing intelligent category. I don't think the guy's stupid, you know. Yeah, so so in that case, I'd have to go with Sergen. But... Sergen. This just in, Mongoose is only slightly more intelligent than Sargon of Akkad. You mm. heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. Breaking news. So, uh, so, Mr. so what have you Mr. been up to this week, hobby-wise? Uh- Oh, hobby-wise, <laughs> I've actually done literally nothing hobby-wise because I was uh, busy. I was I was visit- visiting the folks in an undisclosed uh, state oh, in yeah, the United yeah. States. That was um, that was Alaska, right? Yes, my folks live in Alaska. I uh, I actually they actually let me borrow their uh, their their rocket propelled uh, uh, wave surfer thing, and I uh, I went out I went out into the uh, Pacific and uh, got really cold. So that was fun. This just in. Uh, Jack's folks are actually Solid Snake. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> that's my dad. You can't believe... You, you know, I actually developed a taste for snakes when I was a child, but that's a that's a subject for another day. Tasty. Mm. All right. So with all that... What about- what about what about you, Mister Kiki Moore? You can't get away from the from that question. Oh yeah, from what did I do this week? I uh, I ran my game. Which went all right, uh, and I actually managed to slap a uh, a really nice base coat on those uh, those Bohemian chassis vehicles I was talking about a couple weeks ago. Finally got around to that. Um, that's progress is going slow. Did that while watching a couple episodes of Gunslinger Girl, and then I watched SSS Grid Quadruple S Gridman Shoot Stoffel Shoot Stoffel Gridman. Uh, Another hmm. fine anime program about children that fight 
monsters because they become a robot. I don't know. I just saw it on Twitter and people were saying it was entertaining. So I went and I watched it and I was mildly entertained, I guess. So, you know, you should go watch that. Hmm. Okay. I mean, if you if you want to, I'm not going to like, you know, this is not an anime review show. I'm not a uh, anime pro, if you will. I uh, casually watch like maybe one or two things a year. Honestly, it sounds incredibly comfy. Um, I'm going to say that Gunslinger Girl is very comfy. Uh, it's also one of those really weird, like kind of chilled out shows despite its subject matter, which is like the go- the Italian government kidnapping children and then um, turning them into cyborgs, and then using them to kill criminals. Hmm. Which sounds like the beginning of a really... Because they all have to have, like, FBI handlers, and they're all little girls. <laughs> so it sounds like a bat, the beginning of a really, really creepy thing. But it's less creepy and more like, this vibe is really chill, but it shouldn't be chill, but it's really chill anyway. I don't know. They're, they're, it's from the uh, studio that produced one of my favorite shows of all time, Mad Lax, which is a it's another another topic for another day, I suppose. Mad Lads? Mad Lax. Oh, okay. It's, it's a portmanteau of mad and relaxed. So they're not Australian? Uh, no, it takes place in anime Vietnam, a made-up jungle anime country in Southeast Asia. Not Vietnam, mm. though. Okay. So, which uh, which one do you want to start with this week? We got a, well, we got a few I believe topics. you had a um, you had prepped up for you you had written your you, yes. you had gotten some prep on some uh, what was it a neon Nazi neon Yahtzee Yahtzees Yahtzees neon Yahtzees because these aren't Nazis because they play with dice they play that dice so, game Yahtzee so they're neon so, Yahtzees. So, Mr. Mr. Kikimura, mongoose, if you will, how much do you know about vampires? Well, I know like three or four things about vampires. What I know about vampires uh, primarily is that uh, vampires are patricate wives. Um, and what this means is that the vampire is, is a very patrician choice for your wife because... The vampire lives in a coffin, and uh, if you sleep in the same bed, you're just in the coffin with the vampire, which just sounds pretty comfy, to be honest. Um, also, Coffins vamp- do seem very comfy, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're sleeping inside of it. Uh, vampires, pretty cool. Um, I would say you can't really... Uh, I don't know, like, because here's the thing, Chief. The the vampire is like, let's 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 just. Uh, I like the vampire as a story concept. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh no, it's a it's a it's a great concept, it's especially the uh, the modernist kind of sort of take on it. You know, it's as a as a like a like a like a ultra bourgeois, uncaring. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of above it all type of. Type. It, it's ba- it's basically the the ultimate uh, the uh, the the ultimate aspiration of any kind of white liberal bourgeois person, almost. You know, I I'm gonna I think, say I that I like vampires because they're an interesting horror monster, and of all the classic uh, horror monsters, uh, the vampire is the most interesting because. 
The um because it's like so zombies are just an unthinking horde and everything else is just kind of random and will like randomly kill you or whatever. But the interesting thing about the vampire is that it's actually a um it's the apex predator of the environment. It's like uh the way humans are to deer, that's how the vampire is to humans, right? Mm-hmm. And it like has like powers of hypnosis and persuasion to bait us the way we use salt licks and like corn feeds to bait deer to kill them and stuff. So mm-hmm. if if you like look at a vampire not as like a as like a really magical person, uh, it actually becomes a lot more interesting when you think of how it would fit into that sort of environment as sort of this apex predator that stands above everything else. And it's actually kind of scary to think about, but it's also kind of an intriguing concept. So I mean, when you're when when you're writing stuff and stuff, I think that's really cool. Um, but like. You, you yeah. gotta you gotta kind of treat it differently when you think about that. And I don't think that's actually where we're going with this. <laughs> no, but but I I wanted to get general impressions on vampires though because because I was thinking about this. I actually this like morning. vampires. Uh, don't well, don't at me. Uh, yeah, I mean well, I don't well, like so, the way people so I, do them, but I like them as a concept. I mean, I think I think vampire as as a monster. You, you called vampires monsters, despite the fact that most most modern vampires. I'm not talking about the uh, the original uh, concept for a vampire, which which pretty much was like a like a monster that turned into a wolf or whatever. I'm, I'm talking about the modern concept of a vampire. The vampire is a monster. Despite the fact, it, it's kind of like a monster of the city, you know. Like, like you could, you could, you could look at the mummy or werewolves, or as you as you put, vam, uh, uh, zombies. I almost said vampires, zombies. You know, and and these are all these are all very scary and animal like, but they're also very savage. You know, you know, a vampire uh, lures you in with a, with a very seductive either gaze or special power or whatever. And then it and then it takes what it wants from you, and it either kills you or it it wipes your memory so that you don't remember, right? And and then eventually, like like you know, if if the vampire so chooses, you could become one of these people, and and you could think, oh, you know, immortality is great and everything, but you lose your human sensibilities and you suddenly just become a predator for pre- for predation's sake, you know? And I, and I think that has a lot of. Uh, uh, that that speaks to a lot of our modern society, you know, because because we do have a lot of vampires in our in our real world uh, modern uh, t- uh, world here. Um, so let's see. I should have linked you a Polygon article that had a you video did. embedded in, in it, where uh, and I and I wanted to play this. So so basically, let me let me back up real quick. So, so a few weeks ago, more like a few months ago, actually, uh, White Wolf uh, is coming out with their fifth edition of Vampire the Masquerade. And if you don't know what Vampire the Masquerade is, it's basically like D&D except in a modern setting. So and, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give everybody an even faster rundown. Yeah, please. Please okay, go ahead. Okay, so it uses a give me, similar... Give me a, give me, Give me the quick rundown. Sir. It uses a similar rule set to D and D, but instead of being like a uh, a D and D type rule set, it it's got this thing where um everybody's a vampire, but the vampires have little like clans slash groups, kind of like they're like ninja clans and stuff in Naruto. So it's basically like vampires plus Naruto is is probably the best way to describe it. But like it's like vampire mafias as opposed to like ninja clans. 
Yeah, and all the clans have different bloodlines and all special powers. So it is. It's basically different. Naruto. Um, yeah, yeah. Or, or but you know they could also look differently. Like the Nos- Nosferatu are uh, look pretty much like uh, the movie Nosferatu. They they're incredibly you know ugly and uh, so and like Naruto because some of the clans look different and stuff. I mean, I guess. So, so really, this. all you're telling me is this is just Vampire Naruto. I mean, like, yes, except yes, nobody's the ninja Naruto. president. Well, I mean, there could be a ninja president. We don't know. Like, well, there's, there's, there's probably a vampire president, or there are a series of vampire uh, presidents that battle it well, out. Well, that's that's kind of the interesting thing about vampires that it's very uh, cosmopolitan in that it's got different groups you can join. Is and it they, rootless? And they all, I'm sorry. Is it rootless? Rootless, very rootless. Uh, these Ooh. these groups, generally speaking, don't have a specific nation. So the 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 two main ones are the Camarilla. Yeah. What? I'm I'm, I'm dog whistling. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so this game is basically dog whistling that it's Naruto, but with nomads. So it's 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 Avatar: The Last Airbender plus Naruto plus edgy Twilight fan fiction is what you're telling me, Chief. I think I think you're you're adding a few too many things onto there, but you're generally speaking correct. Yes, basically. Um, so, so yeah, so 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 you got you got two main groups: the Camarilla and the Anarchs, and and they're, they they don't really war with each other. They they kind of they kind of they kind of compete for the same so uh, demographic. Changed. It's a it's a series of proxy battles, fight with mer- fought with mercenaries and machines. Essentially, except for the fact that there are other groups that ID are opposed tagged to the vampires the fight over ID tagged blood. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> the blood economy. Well, right, and there is a blood economy. So really. you're telling I mean, me that this is Vampire Naruto with Metal Gear? Yes. Well, no, except, that's not Metal Gear. I'm, 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 I'm joking around at this point. I right, think everybody yeah. kind of gets the point of what this is, though. Right. So, so I White. Mean, I don't think we need to go into super detail about the edgy Twilight fan fiction. Um, and part of right. that is just that I have never been bothered to actually care one solid iota about this game. Um, <laughs> the the yeah. people that play it are like the uh, are like the take the worst slice of the people that play Pathfinder, which is like the worst slice of the people that play D anD D, and those are the people that play this game. Generally speaking. Uh, yeah, it's it's because it attracts a lot of edgy vampire fanfic, right? Yeah, and, we, and we, we've all seen that all, all across the internet. If you were a denizen of the internet, you have seen edgy vampire fanfic. Yes, um, I'm gonna be real, Chief. You you should, if you want to do a uh, if you want to do a game with that those kind of elements, go read Bram Stoker, which I haven't. Uh, gonna be full disclosure. Go read Bram Stoker and turn it into D and D. <laughs> right. So, so a few months ago, this Polygon article is from July thirteenth. Right, I'm not going to stream the video because, quite frankly, that dude yeah. looks a little weird, and I don't want to listen to his voice because he sounds yeah. like he has an annoying voice. Yeah. So, uh, so, so basically, this article opens up White Wolf Publishing, the company behind Vampire the Masquerade, a classic White Wolf. White Wolf, White Wolf Publishing. Huh. From Sweden, by the way, their their oh. headquarters is in Stockholm. Oh, okay. Well, that. Mm. So, so this is like my frog, but with vampires. Right. 
The story widely circulated online accused White Wolf of marketing its products to consumers who align with neon Yahtzees and white supremacist ideologies. Wait. Oh, oh. A story widely circulated online. Okay, widely so widely circulated. Yeah, I didn't I'm even a, hear I'm about a, it. I'm a pretty let's just say let's just say full disclosure here. Jack and I are basically Republicans. Um we're we're, we're a little we're very bit, basic Republicans, yes. We're we're, we're like we're like kind of leaning a little bit paleocon kind of guys you know we like to make jokes um and uh you know you know you might not you might not get that from my like twitter timeline but basically we're basically paleocons so you know if it's gonna appeal to like edgy right-wing people it'd probably also to appeal to us in some limited capacity and uh i have never felt that vampire the masquerade was going to be a game i was interested in um <laughs> uh, so they even, are clearly even, not marketing. Even as a white supremacist, I am not a white supremacist. Uh, white people are trash. Uh, they're they're privileged, and they need to they need to accept that they have privilege and give it up for the sake of global equality. Well, I could not agree more. That Mr. full disclosure. This is what we unironically believe. This is a pro equality, pro um, pro diversity podcast. NSA, FBI, any other three letter agency group you can think of please don't bully us uh no bully please especially no bully, over please. tiktok our official tiktok account uh, we do not, not have a tiktok us. account and if we did uh I, I i'd be on there but i i i got enough stuff going on in my life already i don't need to be on there like dabbing on although i will say if you're not on tiktok or you're not watching tiktoks you need to go out there and do it because the novelty of watching some scrawny white kid like do Fortnite dances while some thought tries to lip sync a pop song will never wear off. It's great, right? So, so ba- back, back to, to the, the original comment. Back to the to the original comment. Uh, so, so White Wolf recently put out uh, V five, which is what they were calling their fifth edition Vampire the Masquerade, uh, on their website as a preview. And uh, and this is this is a little excerpt from the website Clan Bruja, right? Which Bruja. which that's how, that's how that's pronounced has always embraced from the ranks of those sympathetic to counterculture and revolution. Who, 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 who do you who do you imagine that is? They seek out allies who question normative ideas and recognizing the fire of the oppressed. They gravitate towards the underdog. Common perception places punks. Gang members, maladjusted immigrants rejected by the society that should should protect them should protect them, and placard carrying and the and placard carrying and Molotov wielding rioters among the Bruja. While the clan definitely includes substantial numbers of vocal and visible outsiders, their desire for rebellion reaches as deep as the fraudster ripping off his own company, the lawyer representing the poor pro bono, the neo-Nazi claiming to be alt-right and the basement dweller downloading thousands of movies illegally for redistribution on streaming sites fledglings embrace to fight and protest are commonly known as rabble so so this is like the antifa and the um and the uh what what are those guys his names adam waffen they shake hands and start throwing molotovs at the banks because dude lamau uh, well, 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 uh, smoke, crack, get whack. You know what I'm saying? That this well, is more, basically what's going on here. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, like more than likely, they would they would be fighting each other too, right? Well, yeah, they so are, they're, they're incredibly throwing all over the place. Crack people are smoking crack. People are handing each other crack. Yeah. So yeah. so this poly this polygon article does kind of uh, do a little bit of critical thinking here. It says it's important to note that a reference to Nazis is a holdover from the original version of the game where they were also associated with the Bruja. Bruja tend to dress in whatever style is the most outrageous of the period. Some dress in a way that conflicts with the rest of the clan so as to be the most rebellious. Leather coats, spiked hair, chains, black boots are common today as they are various garbs of antiquity, especially those of the Renaissance. edgelord LARPers who are trying to purity spiral to see who can be the edgiest and the LARPiest. Pretty much, pretty much. Nevertheless, further arguments were made concerning what the dice dog said. The dice dog, by the way, I tried to look this guy up. He he deleted a lot of his comments on Twitter, but he was the original guy that this was quote widely circulated. I'm pretty sure the the Polygon uh, uh, reporter here just pulled from Dice Dog. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, I mean, like widely circulated things. could mean that the tweet like went viral or something. Although, if you can't find any screen grabs of it, I mean. I, I can I, I can find a few, but but they're mostly just his like last uh, Twitter uh, Twitter comments and stuff. Like like well, yeah. well, let's not worry about that so much. I mean, okay, live investigation time. I'm just gonna um uh I can't find any reference to it on Fortige. Oh really? <laughs> no. Um let me Huh. Is this breaking news? Well, so so at any rate, no, uh, no, I can't I cannot find any reference to it on Fortige right now or the previous general for the game. Um and I haven't seen anything on it all week. Hmm. Uh and I, you know, I'm I read that quite a bit um just to see if there's content available. Cuz you know, I follow like, you know, some uh, some mainstream kind of tabletop gaming board gaming accounts, and I go to Fortige because Fortige is a really good aggregator of whatever's going on. And they were more concerned about some guy talking about piracy, which I guess we could talk about um, a little bit here if we want to talk about piracy later. But uh, um, well, well, there, anyway, were more, anyway, there was me... more stuff going on about that than there was this. That or like let the me... mods completely suppressed it, which I could also see. But like. That is that is really weird, but but let me let me continue so, with the so, with the so timeline. Like, there's, there's, so we were talking about astroturfing. Is this just astroturfed controversy? I don't think so. And 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 here and and l- l- let me continue with the timeline, and I'll I'll explain why. Okay. August thirty first. How from motherboard? Jack, how like guy in that room with all those red strings? Right. Exactly. I'm I'm, tr- I'm, tr- I'm trying to show you where the strings go. <laughs> motherboard by Matthew Galt. Ugh. How the Who makers? Is Matthew Galt. I have no idea how the makers of Vampire the Masquerade convinces customers the game isn't for Nazis. Hmm. <laughs> Wait, that needs convincing. I, I have, I know a lot of edgy people, and I've never met like an edgy internet guy with like one of those anime at Nazis on Twitter. No zero two abbies are at me like, "Hey man, I really love Vampire the Masquerade. You should consider." It. <laughs> Nobody, yeah, so, no, nobody online with the zero two Abbeys running around like, "Hey, you should consider Vampire." They're like, "Uh, they no, nobody's." I've never heard that before from any edgy person. So I don't think anybody needed convincing. 
<laughs> yeah, so that weird guy that you uh, you saw that looked like a soy infused uh, skinhead. His name is. Uh, oh my lord! His it's name so is Jason, true. Jason <laughs> Carl. Oh no! Oh no! That, <laughs> it's just so spot on. The soy head. Oh jeez. So how did he convince his fans that this game wasn't for neon neon Yahtzees? Uh, so so he did a Twitter, uh, not a Twitter, a uh, a Twitch stream. And oh yeah, that's, damage that, control. Do a PR Twitch stream. Right, PR Twitch stream. He basically went through a bunch of uh, a bunch of them, and uh, and he basically his quote was basically, "If you're a member of one of these groups or support these agendas, we don't want you in our community." Cool. Well, I don't want to be. I don't want me or anybody I know on the internet to be part of your community because your community, as we've previously discussed, is full of societal reprobates and weirdos. Right. So that was August. <laughs> 31st. I don't want anybody to be part of this dude's community because, like, man, people need to go outside. If you're playing vampire, go get some sun, go drink a soda on your porch, and think about, I don't know, Jesus, trees, I don't know, think about something wholesome. Right. So, so this was posted on Polygon November 13th, 2018, so just four days ago. Publishers of Vampire Tabletop Game ponder a change in leadership after more missteps. Oof. Wait, what are the, these missteps? Ongoing persecution of the LGBTQ community in Chechnya becomes fodder for its latest role-playing book. Oof. Wait, wait, so... This, this is a completely I mean, okay. different. Wait, wait. They made they incorporated Chechens being Chechens into their <laughs> heavily yes. considering actually playing. Now I, I can't I everything. I am hundred percent vampire gang. Hundred percent real, real, real game here, Chief. If you're not playing vampire masquerade as a Chechen, uh, eating eating kielbasa or whatever Chechens eat, and you're not hanging out drinking vodka with your bros, you aren't even playing role-playing games correctly. If there's an official game that allows you to play as a Chechen, 100% heavily endorse. Right, so... so uh, oh, wait, before did they the launch, the Chechens? Is that where this is going? Uh, yeah, so, so basically... Uh... <sighs> Never mind, I recant uh, everything I literally just said again. <laughs> yeah, White Wolf Publishing, uh, yeah, so so, the, so they open up the article with basically, oh yeah, they're disavowing perceived links to neo-Nazi and white supremacist ideology in its game materials. Now the release of the new Camarella source book. The team is I like, again apologizing. I like how hard Polygon is like running cover for these guys. Perceived yeah. links. <laughs> yeah, perceived links, right, yeah. yeah how much uh, do they pay you for that article, guys? Did, did did the rise above movements have perceived links? No, 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 no. no. Well, no, no, no. I don't know who those these guys. people are. I don't. I don't know. This is a miniature gaming podcast. What's that? That's true. That's true. I don't. I don't know either. This time for using the imprisonment, torture, murder of members of Chechnya's LGBTQ community as backdrop for one of its major plot points. Quote. We realize the way that we have portrayed various topics in the recent Camarilla and Anarch setting books can be viewed as cruel and insensitive, White Wolf said in a statement on Facebook. But we, that... appreciate, we appreciate this feedback, and we are actively examining our choices in these books. Earlier this year, we made a pledge to you to meet certain standards and be more direct with the community regarding the world of darkness in our games. That's a pledge we failed to uphold, and we are deeply sorry. But... Isn't the kind of point of that entire thing to illustrate how bad the oppression is? Like, wouldn't that actually yeah. kind of work to meet well, the goal? I mean, like, I'm, I know I'm, like, kind of concerned trolling a bit here, but actually I'm genuinely sort of curious as to how 
exactly like I'm curious in a sense, but at the same time, like I don't want to waste my time on it. But like, it's like they've got a um, they've got a uh, they've got a thing they want to talk about. They want to talk about the persecution of this minority in Chechnya. Uh, Chechens, uh, uh, just a just a brief sort of primer on Chechnya. Chechnya is like a Everybody's kind of heard of it, but nobody really knows exactly what it is. It's like this area in Russia that's it's a semi-autonomous state. It's given a lot of latitude to operate, uh, basically to prevent the um, the minority population of uh, Muslims that live there from going and attacking or freaking out or trying to fight for their independence. They're basically given a lot of latitude. Uh, in how they govern themselves and how they sort of operate. So the Russian Federation just sort of lets them do, for the most part, what they want. Uh, and uh, in return, the Chechens don't freak out a whole lot and don't like agitate for independence. Uh, and and it's just kind of how they work things out. So like the the uh, the the what things are ha- Chechnya is not an independent state, but what goes on in Chechnya is not reflective of what goes on in the Russian Federation as a whole. Is, is kind of the way you should be looking at this. So this is kind of like a semi-autonomous pseudo-state region that has its own sort of pseudo-autonomy and pseudo-independence. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so, that, so, and that's so, and then they do have it, because they're a Muslim state. Now they're not like as hardcore as somewhere like Iran, because again they're governed by the Russian Federation. But they, being devout Muslims, they do vote against thing. They do vote to like oppress uh, sexual minorities, like. Um, like uh, gays and the, and the like, the BBQs. I, I do believe so, that the, one of their elected representatives was uh, was of uh, quote quoted as saying they should move all the gays to Canada where they belong or something like that. Uh, well, so I could I couldn't agree with that guy more for on that point. I'm going to be real, Chief Canada. I don't know. Do I? Mm. Mm, mm, I, mm. I don't know if that's like the uh, that's the optimal solution. Maybe. Yeah, maybe not. So. I could not find any uh, because this was a preview that was put up on their website, but they scrubbed it since then. If you if you have a uh, a PDF or something of the of the original section before they took it down, uh, go ahead and send it to us either at uh, either at your Twitter or at mine at yeah yeah go, go yeah. Yeah, well, I'll leave the Twitters in the show notes. But if you want to like yeah. tweet us, we'll we'll give we'll get you a way you can share it with us. If you have that, yeah. or you have any resources on this, or you know anything, if you so, if you see something or know something, say something. So uh, loose so, the, lips so the polygon sink Swedish ships. That's right. Dab. <laughs> the uh, the polygon article actually quotes a few of the sections though. It says. Uh, and, th- and this was in the White Wolf preview. Despite its infamy, almost no mortals know the truth about Chechnya or how it became an undead refuge, a homeland for kindred whose vampires not only rule with absolute authority but can exist in the open. So that that's kind of how they're taking the Chechnya. Uh... Well, I mean, Chechens never really struck me as vampiric. I know it's it's, it's like it's a, a weird, very weird they're they're like a they're like an they're like a quirky interesting rural minority. Well, and and the 
So, so I know a little bit about uh, the World of Darkness background because I was into it for a little for for like a hot second when I was in college. I never really LARPed or did anything. I I don't think I've even played a game. I got into it through the video game Bloodlines, which was incredibly good, and everyone should play it. Uh, but I believe so. So the background of why vampires stay hidden is that uh, do you remember uh, the Kingdom of Carthage? Oh, were they vampires? And the Romans they were, killed them all? They were openly vampires. Yeah, that's why they were sacrificing their children to Moloch, right? right? Yeah, right. definitely, and, and, 100%. And the, Ro- and the Romans came and not only killed them all, but salted the earth and did all that. So that's why vampires stay in the shadows, as as they don't want another repeat of Carthage. Uh, and several other reasons. I mean, there, there are a ton of other reasons. The, the, this is why openly anarchic... Anarch- Kistic uh, vampire, even though even they don't break that rule of, of being an out and out vampire, because because they could they could very easily get burned at the stake. Basically, gonna be real, chief. That's how you deal with them, <laughs> right? I mean, so, so I mean, vampires like you know if they're gonna I, 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 just rhetorically speaking, they violate the non-aggression principle and whatever principle the communists have about like not hurting people or whatever. So. You are legally and ethically obligated from just about every system of morals imaginable to slaughter a vampire to defend yourself and your property. At the three witch, in the morning, the witch, if the I was looking through a vampire's window and it came down to me or the vampire, I would have no qualms about defending my own life. I would not be happy about the destruction I would have caused, but I would be happy about defending my own life. The witch, the mutant, the heretic, man. Unless the vampire so, was a cute vampire wife, in which case, you know, there, there you go possible so the article the article continues white wolf statement the incident the incident will lead to changes at the top white wolf is currently undergoing some significant changes blah 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 so then we get then we come up to november 16th of 2018 which was yesterday actually uh probably a few days uh since we post this paradox reigns in white wolf after offensive passages in vampire the masquerade rpg books will be altered and the studio will no longer be allowed to operate independently so they so lost they, their they made a, they made a um they made a strategic error in some of their in basically keeping to form with the way the game has been right. since first edition, they made exactly. a strategic error in doing the same thing they always have. Therefore, <laughs> and then they then they also made another strategic error in writing about Chechnya, which I don't know. <laughs> so 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 I have to I I have to read a few passages from this. In the Chechnya chapter of the V5 Camarilla book, we lost sight of this, wrote Paradox's vice president of business develop, Shams Georgiotti. I'm not making that up. Georgiotti. His last name is Giorgiani. Hey, it's me, Giorgiani. We lost the sight of what we were really about. (laughs) Which, Which was globalist. Global ho- Globo Homo. The I, result I was know. a chapter I mean, that dealt with real world, ongoing tragedy in a crude and disrespectful way. We should have identified this either during the creative process or in editing. This did not happen. This so did not well, happen, and for this we apologize. South Africa chapter look like. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Giorgiani said that the sales of digital versions of Camarilla and Anarch, as well as the ongoing production of physical cut, will be suspended effective immediately. Sections on Chechnya will be removed in their entirety over the course of the next three weeks. Shipping will be delayed as a result. 
so they are they are they are actively. Decided, but this book it does not meet uh, party standards per right uh, Marxist Leninism. Therefore, we shall be reissuing a new edition in the coming months. Right, exactly. We are re- we are recruiting new leadership to guide White Wolf both creatively and commercially into the future. A process that has been ongoing since September. Hey, White Wolf. Um, if you need new leadership, who knows uh, how not to make these people mad? <laughs> I'm around. Also, all right, and 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 I can you make can sure you can game tell. Has sick tank rules. You want real world stuff? I'll get you real world tanks. Ten in a ten. Also, so, so I didn't really have a chance to get uh, to pull out good clips from that Twitch stream that he did, but basically Jason Carl was trying to to uh, tell walk everyone the they line. can climb that mountain. He was he well he was he was Buy basically are we he was basically pre-ordering Vampire the Masquerade on the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> right by by the sixth version of Vampire the Masquerade, but basically he he was trying to toe the line while specifically saying we are not Nazis, we do not condone Nazis, we don't want your money, we don't want anything. Right? He was basically trying to say, well, vampires and Nazis are both monsters, and we try to explore evil in our world. Right? And, and we try but to. That's not how his fans perceive the game, because the vampires are the good guys, because they're like the misfits right. that are being oppressed. Like, dude, exactly. Play exactly. to your audience, you idiot. I could. How how is it that I could do this better than these people could? And I'm just some <laughs> moron over here. You know, the thing I know most about in the world is is like twelve to. 80 ton pieces of equipment that existed seven years ago to fight a war that was fought over a myriad of interests and the thing that's what i know the most about but somehow i could outperform these uh outperform these nerds in like writing their uh writing their stuff right so so Giorgiani goes on and says the world of darkness has always been about horror and horror is about exploring the darkest parts of our society our culture and ourselves horror should not be afraid to explore difficult or sensitive topics so detroit but but it should never do so without understanding who those topics are about and what it means to them well, I don't think he actually understands anything of what this is about, because clearly the Chechens were not asked when their likenesses were going to be incorporated in his edgy deviantart tier fanfic game. He goes on, real evil does exist in the world. This and we podcast, can't ever... for the record, respects Chechnya. Right. And we can't ever excuse its real perpetrators or cheapen the suffering of its real victims. So basically, Chech- facts, the real facts perpetrators, don't care about Chechens. Your... Real victims, Chechens. Facts don't care about your feelings. Facts do not care about your feelings, and neither and does your feel- And your feelings do not care about facts. That's um, actually what I was trying to say, not the other way around. Anyway, yeah. So, so that was that was fascinating. Everyone in the uh, everyone in the comment section are calling them new white wolf and you white wolf. Uh, so, so, and apparently. So, so I've been seeing this around. I don't know if it was an actual uh, uh, mechanic in it, but uh, but basically, a top commenter here said, "Looks like new White Wolf rolled a one, four, eight, and eight on difficulty nine. Stay in business roll. Shame. Ouch. Should should just put more points in social. <laughs> well, uh, I think they, uh, I think they, yeah, that they rolled a one, four, eight, eight, and uh, the neon Yahtzees all cheered." Yeah, yeah, pretty much. 
So that was that was fascinating. Basically, the guy was trying to stay true to the old to to, to the uh, to the uh, traditional way that he perceived the world of darkness. Critically exam basically supporting uh, a clan of vampires that critically examined uh, you know the culture counterculture and all the ways in it. And he was basically sh- well, he was crap canned. <laughs> That's still a curse word. He was he was canned. He was canned. Thank you. Apologize. I apologize. I apologize to our all of our listeners. He got dunked on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is a. So, I mean, as long as we're talking about banned fanfic material, we might as well bring Undertale into the mix. Ooh, <sighs> I've not I've not heard of this. You've never please. heard of Undertale? Please. Do. Well, I mean, I've heard of Undertale, but please do go on. Oh, well, you know how you do the genocide route, and then you show up and you fight Sans, and then if you surrender to him or you spare him, he kills you, and he says, get dunked on. That's all I was, uh, that's all I was referencing. Oh. That's, that's as deep as it goes. I mean, the Undertale, like the really cancerous Undertale fan base and the World of Darkness fan base, I would guess, have a lot of overlap. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's, that's just that. I mean, let's see where. The, I mean, I think this kind of branches out. Uh, so the one other piece of controversy that I heard about this week was there was some dude who made a game called Zweihander, and he was talking about how he's pro piracy, and people were talking about that. And I figured, you know, if it's if it's uh, if that's uh, if that's cool. Um, maybe we should talk about. I think this gives us a vector to talk about what I think is a really interesting topic, which really is RPG business practices. So, so go, going back just a little bit. Uh, so apparently the one, four, eight, eight example and the mechanics is an actual real uh, thing. They actually had that in the preview. Wait, you serious? The, I'm, I'm reading from, from a, from an article, the one, four, eight, eight example in the mechanics was a mistake, which they, which made them upset. The numbers have been changed. And when the dog whistle was called out, the preview was removed from the site. So they, mis- so they were, so they memed, they, they like accidentally memed into some meme. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so oh, hold on, hold on a second. Going on. Other mistakes include the use of triggered with the bruja. Carl said that this was an error, another one that made them feel bad, and they've learned that some people use it as a pejorative while others encounter it in very real and important mental health sessions and it's been removed. So apparently if you were so a these bruja, people, you could, you could these be These people trig- were like, gonna make the bruja epic Ben Shapiro triggers the libs. <laughs> they freaking yeah. they, they, they got their dice rolls wrong. <laughs> These idiots. Uh, like, here's the thing. If they had somebody like me on staff, you know, and they brought me the rule book and say, okay, read it. And when he starts giggling, ask him why and remove whatever he's giggling. At. Like, easy. Easy. You, you don't even have to, like, pay me to do it. You just give me, like, 20 bucks and a Coke and I do it for free. Just afternoon, just show up. Hey, can you read this? And then I start giggling and, you know, I'll highlight all the sections you need to edit. Dude, that's easy. Give me, like, yeah. dude, dude, you know what? Don't even do that. You know what? Just, I, I don't even care. Like, throw, I, I, I'm like, ah, dude, you wouldn't even have to pay me to do that. You just, you, let me, let me freaking have the book for free afterwards. I don't care. Like do whatever. I, but, but in all honesty, like 
you know, it it wouldn't be like it's not hard to prevent these sorts of little mistakes. You can just <laughs> find a groiper on Twitter, DM yeah. him the rule book, ask yeah. him <laughs> ask him his impressions, and uh you could probably get like a decent answer. You just PayPal him twenty bucks. Easy peasy. You know? At attention white wolf gamers. Uh you know, I could help you, but first you need to give me the digits of your credit card, the name on it, the expiration <laughs> month, the year, and the three wacky digits on the back. Dab. Yeah, uh, yeah so, so we're not advocating so anybody send us their credit card information. No, that is please, a joke. God, not. That is no, entirely no. a joke and is an ironic meme. Please do not um, take this seriously. We're not trying to commit credit card fraud or any other sort of fraud. The only thing we're trying to do is illustrate how absolutely incompetent these people are. Please no meme bully. So, so one a, a, a few more things really quick. Another user tried to flip the question asking, Jason, will you disavow Antifa and other segregationist, segregationist left-wing movements just the same as you disavowed right-wing hate movements or not? That's a simple question. Carl disagreed that it was a simple question and refused to tackle it as such. However, he was unequivocal in the white in that White Wolf and Vampire team would reject and oppose any group that used hate speech and promoted the agenda of hate. So he did actually he did actually come out as like a base centrist almost. Almost. Because no, he's because, not a base centrist. He's refusing to, refusing to answer the question because he knows right. the answer is damning. Right? Right. Like, exactly. Cuz cuz let's let's just be honest here, the people that are producing this game are Antifa. Like this is the Vampire the Masquerade is that like it it appeals to that subset of the population. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I, I would, I would slightly disagree with that only because we don't really know what these people actually think. I don't know. Like, I, yeah. So, so what will White Wolf do differently? White Wolf via Carl has via Carl. So I don't think Carl is a member of the team anymore. But White Wolf via Carl has acknowledged that they want to be more global and representative. No, I think they're just citing whatever Carl said as a representative of what the team is saying because the team is yeah. not uh, right. is not commenting vocally on this because obviously they're trying to lie low because you know this. Yeah, they just walked into a minefield uh, about half on accident and half on purpose. And they didn't actually know what they were getting into. And well, they just got slam dunked on by a bunch of nerds. Like you're making nerds an RPG. Are. You're making an RPG dealing with with psychotic socialites in in the modern era. Like what? You know, this this isn't even like a like a World War II thing where you can reasonably have Nazis and like you know things are just historical. No, this is modern era, and you are dealing with very touchy issues. I I. I I'm I'm also in complete amazement that these people didn't realize that they were walking into a minefield like this. I, don't I, know. I, I am actually like almost impressed at the level of either willful negligence, incompetence, or malice on the part of the creative team here. It is almost astounding how stupid these people are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and and that's like I'm not trying to say that like I am a, I'm a, really big brain kind of dude, but like, I know more than enough than to say okay, let's at least look at the ADL hate list or something. I don't know. The, the, that's the reason it exists is so that White Wolf doesn't have to go through this. But they're 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 not even smart enough for that. You know, they could have just been edgy and chose all their dice rolls as like a six, a six, and a six, 
whoa, edgy, you know, that yeah. that would at least appeal to their fan base. It's not going to get him in trouble. Well, and, and 20 years ago, having having a triple six uh, mechanic like that, kind of like the one four eight eight mechanic, was seen as that would be as, super edgy. But like that that would that would be super edgy and grounds for you to you know potentially get fired. Almost. I mean, maybe not like with vampire, but like if you're making D and D or something, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. But like. Well, twenty years ago, that was two thousands. Probably not then, but like, oh. like forty years ago, back in the eighties, definitely. I'm old. I'm a I'm a I'm a thirty year old boomer. Back in the eighties, that definitely would have been like there would have been a brouhaha, most definitely. But like, not 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 now. Um, I mean, yeah, just stick to like your stick to like the edgy like middle school. Whoa, dude! I'm gonna say I worship Satan, even though I'm an atheist, to like make everybody freak out, man. Whoa, kind of vibe, you know. <laughs> stick to that. Know your place. Stick to your wheelhouse. Yeah, I think this yeah, is an al- this is really just a lesson in Evolianism that everyone should try and kind of know their place in the cosmic order, their uh, their place in the cosmic caste system, and you shouldn't try to go beyond it. So you know, you know your place in the corner of the world. If you didn't, you know it now. Stick to it. There you go. Bam. Easy peasy. Lesson learned. <laughs> Some of these comments are just absolutely hilarious. A series of unforced errors. Stop treating this as a series of mistakes. This was intentional. They weren't errors. A bunch of dudes with well-documented white supremacist slash neo-Nazi ties designed the game. Their player base has had pretty significant numbers of neo-Nazis in it for a very long time. People were predicting this kind of stuff would happen well before they ever put out anything from V5. Wait, <laughs> someone, so, someone said, whoops, I, I accidentally rolled a 1488 again. How silly. <laughs> these, these people are basically... They're just... The, they, they're bansing the, them because they're stupid. And yeah. <laughs> White Wolf got everything coming to it. News at 11. Well, well and, and honestly, the White Wolf people are, are most likely just like Lindsey Graham, like Newt Gingrich level people. Right, like, like it's it's like not necessarily that they're nah, conservative. They're like they're like they're like but, uh, they're like former like edgy metalhead people that like had right. families and became like you know middle class bourgeois suburb people. And and they still have that like counterculture edge to them, right? So they're, they're like, trying. Look, <laughs> look, look look at this counterculture alt right kind of edge right i'm going to i'm going to very lightly include this in my game because you know everyone's talking about it well that's a mistake there buddy it's not the 80s anymore <laughs> Unless, yeah people it's, not buy, the 80s anymore. it's not like you were directly marketing like your game to christian conservatives in the 80s either so it didn't matter if you offended them either but we're going to get shut down christians would be would be okay with a little bit of critical theory right these people are absolutely terrified of it, and you will get shut down. Well, it's not absolutely. that they're terrified. I mean, I don't think it's fear. I think they're just mad. They're just angry. But speaking of things to be mad about, I think... Yes, please. Um, you know, we, we mentioned a little bit of that like controversy with like business practices, and I just really wanted to talk about that for a second. Because... <sighs> there is... A, there is a real problem with the way that companies approach publishing and distributing these games nowadays. And I'm going to be really quick on this because we just spent a ton of time dabbing on these nerds. And there's other stuff I want to get to. But I, I think that... Okay. 
for one, look at digital editions of games. Uh, how much do those okay. cost in comparison to physical copies? Usually around 75%. 75%. Yeah, like 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 if a physical copy costs like 20. I mean, usually physical copies don't cost 20. That's the thing is if you're trying to buy a rule book, most of the time that's like a $50 book. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's what I mean. The digital is usually somewhere around like 40 or 45. Um, but here's the here's the thing about that. You can justify the $40 book because it's all color and it's bound well and whatever, okay? That's reasonable. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I cannot justify paying 75 cost for, 75% of cost for that for a PDF copy that I can put in an iPad. Yeah, I, 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 feel, I feel like there was a small point in time in these things where you would buy the physical copy and you'd get a free PDF that you can put into like an e-reader or something. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one way to do it. That's pretty good. Other, or you could just sell the PDF copy at like half or even like a third of the price. And that, that'd be way more reasonable. Um, but I'm going to say, I'm not going to advocate anybody do anything illegal. Uh, this is not a, uh, this is not a, illegal gang podcast um but what i will say is that role-playing games are kind of at a point where they're rapidly going to approach market saturation Mm -hmm. and either they're going to have to get really hyper exploitative with their um market practices or they're going to have to be smart and figure out ways to cut costs sell games cheaper and things like that uh, one company that uh, the people that make Savage Worlds, I don't know who they are. I'm just going to look it up. Two Studio Publishing and Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Those dudes, those mm-hmm. those people, they managed to print an entire role playing game for ten bucks paperback. It's great. It's easy. It's a ten dollar buy. I can I can in good conscience play Savage Worlds with players and advocate they buy the rule book because it's not going to break the bank. It's ten bucks. Yeah, but what if you what if you suddenly saturate the market and you you su- you suddenly see a large decrease in rulebook? Well, Savage Worlds is going to come out with a second edition here pretty soon, and I'm I'm kind of hoping for that because I kind of want to buy that. But the other thing about it is Savage Worlds produces a lot of supplemental content that's a little bit more expensive, but you don't have to buy it. It's a very easy thing to. But the other thing is Savage Worlds can volume sell a lot more. A lot of groups will just have one or two copies of the, the rule books because they're so expensive and try to share them and do communism gang and like photocopy, like the relevant sections and distribute them, you know, mm-hmm. Savage worlds for the same cost that it would cost to buy one player's handbook for a group of five people. You can buy everything. Every, everybody needs for all the rules for every single person. Mm-hmm. Cause it's 10 bucks. It's amazing. It's got smaller print. The pages are smaller. The rule book's only like seven inches by like five inches. It's not a very big book. It's only like half an inch thick. I mean, mine's beat to crud. But, you know, it's a cheap-ass, like, cheap system. And it's easy to learn and all that, but... uh, Just 
the cost aggravates me because it's ridiculous when you're trying to get somebody into this hobby and it's like, oh yeah, and now you just have to buy this fifty dollar rule book, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very confused as to uh, why they continue to sell these rule books at like fifty or sixty dollars. Um, because <laughs> well, it's okay. Let, let me. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a quick quick rundown because okay flames of war is a good uh, is a good example of a company that 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 does this sort of pseudo correctly uh in third edition flames of war was selling army books for specific battles theaters or campaigns like the italian campaign was a book and it was split into two books the axis and the allies the axis book was called fortress italy the allied book was called road to rome uh, the book was a little bit thicker and about the same size as the D player's handbook um each book cost 25 dollars a set of two was fifty, hmm. or it was thirty dollars for each book. They were selling. They were selling the, uh, the the game rules at a loss, in hopes that players would um, would buy the game rules, and then they were making their money on their models. But they can afford to do that. The D and D book does not have. A lot of the the profit margin in on it is is not very is not super huge. They're they're not selling it at a loss, and they can't really cut it anymore without cutting into quality without selling it at a loss. I mean, mm-hmm. I for one would be perfectly happy with weird like paperback books printed on cheaper, more recycled paper that have a really like kind of interesting tactile feel rather than these hyper polished things that people are using now. But that's just me, you know. That may not work for everybody, but I don't think they can cut costs on the physical copies any more than they can. Yeah, yeah, I I'd agree with that. Uh, and part of that is just mostly too many rules. Well, so so I'm I'm more or less talking about the fact that uh, that even something like five or six years ago, uh, or even ten years ago, when Pathfinder came out. You had you had massive core rule books, right? The original Pathfinder core rule book I remember was pretty thick, and that's because it contained like uh, things that would be contained inside of like a, a dungeon, uh, a DMG guide, right? A uh, you know you'd have a magic item section. You basically have sections that wizards used to release just as separate books, all all included in a in a in a uh, in a uh, in an outline format in the core rule book, so you didn't need to you didn't need to buy like five or six splat books. You could just buy the core rule book, and you'd have you'd have enough extras to last you like you know for a while. Actually, I don't really advocate use of splat books. Just make everything up yourself. It's a lot more. Well, fun I, I mean, I don't I, I don't even I don't even mean splat book. Splat book was a, was an incorrect term. I meant like I meant like by the core rule book, the advanced player's guide. Uh, the DMG, right? Those are those are usually the three like main books, and then you get uh, then you get the uh, the book about magic items, and then you get I don't know, like like not necessarily splat books, but but uh, expansions to the core rules. You know what I mean? Yes. Maybe 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 that's <laughs> maybe that's uh, maybe maybe there's a, there's a difference there, not a significant difference there, but. Well, I mean, here's the thing. The Dungeon Master's Guide for 5th edition, which I've got open right now, has 76 pages. Right. Of That's exactly what I'm talking. Named magical items 
after the magical item random generation tables. Why? Yeah. Why? For what purpose? Does anybody even use this? I've never used it. I never will. You I, you could just you could just include most of the dungeon master guide in the core rule book. You the, could just throw the dungeon master's guide out. 80, 80 to ninety percent of it is just like chaff you don't need. Mm-hmm. Um very little of it. The player's handbook has some rules in it, but like a lot of it a lot of D D is just chaff, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. Like things that you people don't use or you wouldn't use because it's clunky or just tables of upon tables of just useless crud. Well, I mean <sighs> I, I, I would like to I would like to defend uh tables that you can roll on. Oh no, I'm like I'm like, not, like 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 including randomized tables for things. Although but you don't but want yeah, that like to be everything. You know like, what a like, game that did that excellently though was? Hmm. Dark Heresy. The only Dark game Heresy. you can entirely <laughs> procedurally generate a character. Um, I was thinking you'd say that, yeah. Yeah. You can procedurally generate a character, it's got random tables based on like how much damage you rolled for like critical hit damage that involved people eye- people's eyeballs melting out of their skulls and like arms falling off like 90 to 80 percent of the time i describe someone getting killed in a, in a role-playing game i got that idea out of the dark heresy critical hit tables which are the greatest critical hit tables ever devised by human hands mm-hmm. yeah i i've even used some of those in non-dark heresy games just you know to add a little the bit dark more heresy rulebook back when it was still in print and like cost like 60 bucks was still worth the 60 bucks just for those critical hit tables well, I mean, all of those, all of those forty k RPG books are massively thick tomes that that you know have a lot of really neat and fun extras. The, the only the only criticism I'd give is the fact that they're not very uh, or they're, they're not organized. I would say they're organized the pretty well. I, I actually like the the. I, I actually have very little criticisms of Dark Heresy. Uh, well, I mean. Um, uh, I mean, maybe maybe not specific rule books, but generally speaking, the organization on those things were very uh, very suspect. Like 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 you'd have to constantly keep flipping through the rules. There wasn't like a like a to to find basic outlines of rules. You had to flip constantly flip through the book, and it was kind of distracting. But that's that's my only. When criticism. is Fantasy Flight giving us a generic D10 system? That's what I want to know. When they do that, Never. I will pay for Never. it forever. Never, because Fantasy Flight lost the uh, lost the license. No, a generic that. D10 system. Oh, I want oh, a I generic see. system with like a similar rule set to Dark Heresy because that rule set, goat, greatest of all time, amazing. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of things that are really great, do you know what the Battle of Kursk is? I have heard of it before, but no. Battle of Kursk is the greatest of all time in that it was the largest tank battle in human history, and guess what just got released for mid-war for 4th edition Flames of War? We're going to Kursk, boys! (laughs) Have you ever wanted to field a German army made made entirely of five Panther tanks and absolutely get trashed by your opponent as he dabs on your grave? You can no, run but it. but I'm but I'm guessing you do. No, actually, I hate the Panther tank. <laughs> oh. Do you ever want to run a Stug battalion? I've never well, totally I do, thought about, and it. now I can. They got HS one twenty nines. The Soviets are getting the Churchill tanks. We're getting more T thirty fours. We're getting 
we're getting pan we're getting uh, Panzer fours and Panzer threes with armored skirting in pla- we're getting the Panzer threes with armored skirting in plastic. We're getting a re-release of the excellent plastic Stug kit, which I may just buy for the hell of it because I love the Stug. Stug is like the most objectively perfect armored thought- vehicle in the German army. I thought the instructor banned armored skirts. Wasn't that, wasn't that a thing? Yeah, we, we're, we're, we're getting to that. But all, <laughs> all I'm saying is, the uh, this this tank is amazing. Sorry, the tank is amazing. The, the assault gun, the Stug is amazing. This book is going to be great. Why? Because it's just going to be rad. I'll be able to run my um, my uh, Ferdinands again, which is always fun because the Ferdinand is kind of stupid and uh, nothing can actually kill it. Um, the game is, is getting... Uh, the, the Soviets are going to have an option to ram enemy tanks. Uh, so there's that. I mean... So it's going to be better than 40k is what you're telling me. It's not going to I don't know, it depends on like what you like, but this game is going to be I I'm I'm just saying if you want to get into World War II historicals, at least in terms of a very a very more casual games like Flames of War, there really isn't going to be a better time than right now. Yeah, I might I might uh I might look into it. Everybody look it up. It's going to be rad. We got German big tigers getting dunked on by Soviets. You got your dude, dude. We're getting mid-war rules for the um, for the uh, for the uh, German German armored Panzer Grenadiers. Yeah, it sounds fun. It's, it's it, it sounds great that you have uh, that you have somebody that actually plays this game who lives in your area. Ah, uh, kind of. Um, I, I haven't been able to snag a Flames of War game in a while, but uh, I'll, I'll hopefully snag one in the near future. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a great game. But yeah, no, everybody, check check that stuff out. Check out, uh, check out the Flames of War stuff. If you don't love Kursk, I don't love you. Uh, and uh, you know that prepare to dunk on, to dunk on some fascists or communists, and uh, you know. Get your uh, get your get your Panzer on. It's going to be great. Speaking of getting your Panzer on, oof! Uh, Jack bought live last week the excellent <laughs> visual novel Panzer Medals. And while I spent the week panicking about things I had to do IRL and trying to play Danganronpa two, which I actually uh, quit because buddy on Twitter is like play Danganronpa two, and I was like, sure, I'll do it. And I played it, and it was like, oh my lord, what is this? Was somebody smoking crack? They weren't even smoking the good crack. They gave us Fate Stay Night and Panzer Medals. It's just awful. So I played a garbage visual novel, but Jack played a good one. So Jack, you want to like brief, brief, really quick, uh, really quick overview on what this was? Well, yeah. So so basically, you're a young man named Rommel Ernst Rommel. Oof, Ernst Rommel. I think yeah. And uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I don't, I, I can't hear what you're saying. I don't, I don't know what that is. But uh, basically, you're a young man, and you are interested in going into the tank division, right? So you are going to tank training school, and uh, and you get lost, and you go and you ask about the tank school, and 
basically, you find the tank school, and all of the tanks are cute women. Anime that... whamons. A- anime whamons, right? Anime whamons. And, uh, yeah. All, obviously, in their final year of tank school. Uh, obviously, because... No F- FBI, please, no bully. Right. No no bully FBI. And uh, and you go to class with all of these tank whamons, and there are actually some, I actually uh, I actually laughed pretty hard at some of the jokes. There are pretty there are a lot of really good jokes, like the uh, like the instructor banning uh, tank skirts or uh, steel skirts or whatever. Yeah, armored skirting, which really is armored only used against anti tank rifle, which is rifles, right, which is funny. So so yeah yeah the, it's it's pretty funny. There were there were there were a couple of uh, there are a couple of really uh, hilarious jokes. You go. You go to class and uh, and eventually you go out with a few of these girls and you get to choose which one and yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty like like most Japanese visual novels. This the, was actually the, made by Americans as a meme. Oh really? Yeah, I, I know that. Well, so so like like most visual novels though, the male character is much more innocent than you know you'd you'd assume so so nothing really like transpires too much except for near the end so i don't know it was pretty it was pretty fascinating i've i've not played a visual novel for several years if ever i mean i <laughs> Wait, what, not... you, what, what did you play that you would consider counts as a visual novel i'm curious now uh, I don't. I don't remember. I. I, I of course, used to, you don't remember. Of, co- of course, you don't remember. Of course. Well, of course. I mean, this, of course. This was years ago. This was in. This was in college. This was. This was years ago. I'm. I'm an old man now, and uh, and I can't. I can't quite remember any of the any of the weird Japanese waifu simulators that I played while in college. But uh, yeah. Uh, no, I don't know if I'm ever going to forget any of this stuff. But yes, uh, <laughs> you're so, going uh, you're, so, you're, you're gonna to be like the old 4chan comic where the old man discovers his old his computer. Yeah, um, <laughs> gonna be real, Chief. Uh, so when you're when you're going to build your Flames of War army, which you may or may not do, what tank company are you playing? Sherman. Sherman. M M M two M four M four M four. The M two was an experimental, uh, well, not an experimental, but a prototype tank before the war. Yeah. So 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 quick quick rundown on all the tank girls. Uh, Sherman, pretty cute, uh, very very bouncy. Obviously, Sherman, a- Sherman is your uh, Sherman is your like tomboy girl. Yeah, tomboy girl. Uh, Panzer is the German Panzer and- four because they're like Panzer four. They're right. actually seven or eight different Panzers. Um, right. Panzer and, and, four is the uh, she is the Genki girl. Yes, slash mean I, girl. Yes, yes slash, slash mean girl. Uh, her sister, who is the what? what uh, the tiger what, what, one. The tiger one, right? Which with actually the bad was not a part of the Panzer series. Well, right, but uh, but she's she's yeah, she, it's it's pretty funny. She actually anyway, I won't spoil it, but she has a bad transmission. Watch out for that. Uh, and, uh, Just what, like what in else? Real the, life. the, yeah, right. Exactly. The IS or whatever IS it is to the Yosef Stalin too. Um, that is a Soviet heavy tank made in direct as a direct response to the tiger. And she, 
Yeah, she's incredibly creepy. I actually avoided her like the plague. I don't know, maybe I should go back and replay it and see what she does. Well, what but... happens is if you don't actually really build affection with any of the girls, the only one you can get is uh, IS2. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's funny. Although there is a there is a great side story where you can go with her and go drinking and sing in Russian and then you go to a park and, you know, she talks about this massive iron cro- or this massive hammer and sickle that was out of, made out of melted iron crosses and like talks about communism and how much she loves Stalin, Nazbol gang basically. Um Oh wow. I didn't know any of that. Hmm. Well, yeah, and so there there are a couple of other ones. There's a yeah, so so I would I would say I would say it was a, it was great for ten dollars what I paid for it. Ten American dollars which I paid for it. So uh so yeah, I would suggest get it. Just I did, for yeah, I did pay full price for this game, and I have played it all the way through. I've achieved everything I could out of it. This is actually one of the the best um, the best meme games I've ever played. Um, and like Girls in Panzer, uh, if you ignore the combat scenes for the most part, a lot of the information given to you is is actually fairly accurate, albeit. Unlike Girls and Panzer, there are some uh, some mistakes. Because, um, again, people like to rely on History Channel memes. Or Wikipedia. Uh, Wikipedia is actually a little bit better for, uh, for like, your tank history and combat history. Hmm. So, yeah, I'd recommend it. Jack's re- recommendations. Yeah. It's a good... Good, uh, good choice for a game. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I would say uh, it is, it is very funny. Uh, I, I will, I will say that Sherman is also best tank waifu of all time, and tactically speaking, is a very good tank. Fight me on Twitter. Uh, but no, I mean, that's that's just that. Um, if you want to spend ten dollars and play a tank dating simulator, that's that. It's better than a, in terms of American made do- or um, American made literature or. Uh, visual novels, visual literature, I should say. Uh, it, it does rate higher, in my opinion, than Doki Doki Literature Club, and is well worth the price of entry. Yeah, you see, I haven't played that. I haven't played any of these things, so... Uh, I have the Zoomers will understand to. what I'm talking about. <laughs> Are you sure? A hundred percent. Okay. hundred awesome. percent. The, um... But yeah, no, uh, bizarre anime posting aside, uh, in all seriousness, anyone running a World War II game, the Shermans are generally actually a fairly solid choice most of the time, because the Sherman was actually, historically speaking, a fairly solid vehicle. Hmm. So, yeah, you, um, that's, uh, that's, that's how you, uh, that's how you do the bit. So if you want to... You got anything else you need to you need to tell us about rebar us on any other woke takes? Let's see, let's see rebarring, rebarring, rebarring. Uh I would very quickly like to uh like to read this. Where did it go? I don't have it ready. Never mind. All right, we'll uh we'll We'll uh, we'll be around, and if you need us, we'll be we'll be out and about. We'll uh, link to the articles we were talking about in the show notes, and we will we will link to the 
articles or the things we talked about um, in terms of like things that you couldn't really find easily, anything like that. And uh, if you know anything, say something. And uh, you know, uh, that's that's just going to be that. Uh, we'll be around on Twitter. We'll have our twitters in the show notes per usual. Um, so yeah, no, feel free to hit us up, leave a comment on our page. Uh, <laughs> send complaints and hate mail to us on Twitter. Direct those at me because, you know, I'll just laugh. Uh, yeah, and uh, that's just going to be that. Um, have a wonderful week and uh, keep playing good games. Don't play get, don't play bad games. Um, uh, if you can find the Chechnya edit of uh, Vampire the Masquerade, play as a Chechen. There you go. I, I, I would I would like to lead us out with this quote from the from the section on Chechnya. Actually, I found it. The reoccurring international controversy over the over the persecution of homosexuals is a clever media manipulation designed to keep the focus on Sharia law away from the true inner workings of the republic. While oh, homosexual- <laughs> that's that's why people are mad. It all makes yeah. sense now. Yeah, while homosexuals are indeed held in detention facilities for days and humiliated, starved, tortured, eventually fed upon and killed, this is not the point. <laughs> uh, the point is to distract from the truth that Chechnya has become. That said, even among kindred vampires of the Camarilla, any kind of homosexual behavior is punished harshly. There is unfortunately nothing we can do for our brothers and in Chechnya except for under the interference of Should any kindred even or even kind mortals seek asylum. Granting it may, may win allies to our side who are not just well trained in combat and thankful to us, but also knowledgeable in the ways of a people who might already be preparing to attack us. <laughs> All right, this has been the uh, this has been the Avanti Hour of Little Wars, the maximum European Italian LARPing hour. We'll see mm-hmm. you later. LARP on, my dudes. LARP on. I said, I'm Che ma si fuie e lascia sta, e non te corri a preso, non te sfruie sulla guarda, We're kidding. We're not Italians. This is Serp Crow Gang. We'll catch you guys next week.
Пошел.